fanficmedia.com presents Beyond the Wall, a Game of Thrones podcast. With hosts, Christiana Ellis, Chuch Schubert, Vivid Muse, and Nookchus. Welcome everyone to season six of Beyond the Wall. Tonight we are discussing the soon-to-premiere season six of Game of Thrones, with no spoilers past the currently aired episodes, which I know we've discussed a lot last <laughs> season. It's getting harder and harder to do anyways. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's Now it's uh, it'll be the reverse, is that if we've watched the show, we're going to spoil people who uh, don't watch the show and only want to read the books. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> well, uh, I also I, think we're going to get some things that weren't touched on in earlier books that we are now. I know I'm terrified of one thing that hasn't happened from the books yet. So mm-hmm. there's still spoiling that we can be that can be done. It's just impossible to tell where we're speculating versus spoiling at this point. Right. Well, and not only that, but even as the show progresses past where the books are, it's not even necessarily clear that the version that we're like that what will happen in the show is going to be the same as what happens in the book. It mm-hmm. may well be that uh, I mean, because at this point, I'm thinking the most likely outcome is that the show finishes maybe even before we get the next book. Who knows? Right. Um, but uh, if that's the case, it it may well be that it's this is the there's the TV show version of what happens and then there's the book version of what happens and they might not be the same at all. Right. Agreed. Well, why don't we introduce ourselves? Okay. Sure. <laughs> I'm huge. Uh, oh, don't be like that. Don't be like that. It's too soon. He is huge, though. He is huge. Give us your little intro, honey. Let people True. know who you are. All right. I'm huge. No, I'm uh, <laughs> such a smart ass. La 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 la. Longtime podcaster and a musician and an IT dude. And I read the first Game of Thrones novel and then stopped reading for the sake of the show to not be spoiled to see what happens and keep a, a clearer perspective. And we thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> Uh, and the sacrifice for doing the heavy lifting of the technical stuff here. Uh, mm. the, the the technical difficulties were much more difficult on you than on, on the rest of us. <laughs> technical difficulties. I just had to write a few Facebook posts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Chulich, for all of your hard work. Mm-hmm. So how about you, Viv? Introduce yourself. Um, I'm your wife and, um, been podcasting since 2007, primarily with Chooch. Um, we have three sons and now a daughter-in-law and a grandson and a golden retriever. And, um, let's see, I read, uh, I was an early reader of the Song of Ice and Fire series of books and I patiently waited between the different books and sometimes would even completely forget about it for years because that's how slow they came. We can be honest about that. Um, and and then was really nervous about the show. But as soon as I heard who they cast as Tyrion Lannister, then I was like, hmm, okay, I'll talk about this. And so I've read all of the first four books a couple of times. I um, have had a neurological issue arise in recent years, so I have not read book five yet. 
And so I have joined the Don't Spoil Me crowd with Chooch um, for this little brief period, which I thought was going to be a, a whole lot longer that I was going to be at risk of being spoiled. But there's, from what Nutty and Christiana will tell us, with their experiences, that we've, we're all about to get really super spoiled. And I, I believe mm-hmm. them more than most of the internet talking heads. So, ladies, would you like to introduce yourselves? Sure, I'll go next. Uh, I'm Christiana Ellis, um, uh, you know, podcaster and writer and chemical engineer. Um, ISEC award winner. Oh, sure, but that was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done for me lately? Uh, so I'm. Uh, I have. I have read all the books, but uh, only once each. Um, and uh, I think, you know. It, it, it's great. <laughs> I like the books. Um, but yeah, I am really kind of interested and fascinated with the idea of going into this new season, having such a, you know, no idea what's, what's going to happen. I mean, yeah, like even in cases before where we suspected, oh, well, will it be the same as in the books? I don't know. But now it's like we're off the charts now. Mm-hmm. And I am Nutty, uh, also known as Nukchas. I am a podcaster. I am an artist. Um, I am north of the wall. Uh, I am a little too geeky sometimes about this series. (laughs) And I try really hard not to be the, well, actually, person, but (laughs) it comes out a lot. Uh, I read the books... Oh gosh, um, 2002-ish, I believe, is when I started. Um, so I really didn't have to wait very long for the next book, which was Feast. And then I had to wait, you know, five or six years for Dance. And then the series was coming out and it was like a whole thing. And, you know, <laughs> having the series is really nice because it means that I've got something to occupy myself while I wait for the next book. Um, yeah. But I will be the staunch George R. R. Martin defender and whenever people criticize him for not writing, it's shut up. He's going to take his process. This is his opus. I would rather it be good than be rushed. And mm-hmm. whenever people get ugly with um, comments that are beneath them, um, I try to shut those down as well. I've read the books and listened to all of them uh, except for, you know, I've read them and then listened again uh, to all of them except for dance uh, I haven't gotten the audiobook for that one yet, and I still plan on uh, rereading Feast and Dance in chronological order, um, just to see what it's like, even though I uh, am told, though, like, while some people like the narrative better, uh, I am told that, you know, George R. R. Martin has uh, crafted each book not to be read that way, that he, he has a narrative in the way that he wants it for that reason. And that's right. why it took so long. When he decided he was going to split things up, he he actually had to create a narrative that, that he was happy with. Um, hmm. I've also, just this past uh, winter, re-listened to George R. R. Martin's podcast, and I highly recommend it. It's It's an old one. There's about eight or 10 episodes and he did it with his publisher back in 2006. So it's not like the best audio quality, but it's pretty some neat if you're into writing. Best, yeah. Some of the best yeah. podcasts are like that. They're yeah. real brief and poorly done and little gems. Yep. <laughs> 
And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see from the lower third, my podcast is Nutty Bites, which is all about geeky things. And, uh, you know, you'll hear about that later. But please join us. And if you haven't been listening to our show, this is a great time to join us. Mm-hmm. This is a, a neat time. We're all going to be experiencing everything for the first time. And I actually believe that the showrunners are not really going to pay any attention to what George told them, and they're going to do their own thing. And I'm I'm a bit excited. I kind of hope that they come up with their own ending. And I think that they will realize that once you start going in your own direction, uh, you may not be able to get to the end that you were hoping for, which I think George has run into himself. Well, and, you know, again, without getting into details that would be potentially spoilery there are <laughs> there are whole threads in the book that seem seem at least in the books like they're going to be really important that have yeah. just been left out of the show altogether yeah to the point where it seems like it would be really difficult to introduce them at this point which isn't to say they would be impossible but it's it's definitely i i agree with the uh, nutty that i I suspect that the ending is going to be substantively different, like not just a different version of the same events, but it might be very different. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was my thought. Yeah. They warned us of that last season. So I'm ready for it because I think if, if anybody's proven that they could do um, George's vision for him in television form, I think these guys have proven it. Weiss and Benioff are just amazing. I mean, I never would have expected it to be this good. I had expected it to be like total crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just every season it's grown and they've had a really wonderful way of showing us the land and making it a part of the story along with, you know, whatever other visual dynamic fight scene or horrible rape or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they just have executed it in a way that that um, that is easy to defend, I think, even from someone like me that was like, screw them, they're going to ruin the whole thing. Well, so that's maybe something worth talking about just a little bit is do we think that some of the, some of the fan response to, you know, some of the things that we complained about in the last season, um, especially, you know, related to rape scenes, for example, um, do we think that the showrunners are taking any of that to heart or do you think that they're really just kind of like, nope, we're telling our version of the story and if they don't like it, they don't have to watch. I I I don't know, Chooch. What do you think? I, I saw an article that said they were taking it to heart and making some changes. Yeah, that's good and that's bad. I think because I, I mean, if I remember correctly, I don't think I was even able to be on the call that night because rape is a trigger for me, like it is for so many people. Um, my story is not worse than anybody else's, but it wasn't something that I could talk about after seeing that scene with such a beloved character. But um, it's still something that needs to be talked about. It's still something that needs to shock us. And it still needs to be something we can't just act like it doesn't exist and be silent about it. Because then that gives every power back to every rapist ever, you know. And 
stop talking about it is it's just a huge mistake because so much of this book series is war culture, which includes rape as one of the rewards. If you survive a battle, you get to then go mm -hmm. rape all the women, children or goats or whatever you get your hands on. And so it's not something that I, 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 I trust them to still address it, but maybe not as brutally. Well, I, I think that my complaints with how it's, happened in the past have mostly just been that it felt a little tone deaf like for example the you know one of the the, the earlier occasions where it was jamie and cersei in the crypt like it became clear from the way they talked about it that they really didn't even mean it for it to come across that way right and so for them to have made the scene that did come across that way without even realizing it suggested that they weren't really paying very close attention to how people might feel about that. Right. Like, you know, it's like, oh, no, she was totally into it. It was just rough. And it's like, except you didn't actually show any of that. It's like you knew that, but you didn't tell us. Yeah. Um, and then in with uh, the scene with Sansa, the problem there is that the way it was all framed and shot made that scene about Theon and yep. not about Sansa. And especially given everything that had um, happened with Sansa leading up to that, it was a really kind of a disappointing setback for her character. But it would be one thing to say that's part of her arc is that she's been growing in strength, but now she's being dramatically humbled again. Like that, they can do something with that. And they, they did, they did, and they're going to progress that. But the way that the scene was presented seemed to not take that into account. And it was, it was just framed in a way that was uh, like, it should be uncomfortable. It's not a fun thing to have happen, but it just, again, it, it, it just really felt like they were they were coming at the event from the wrong perspective. Right. And that's what I was frustrated with. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm it was like she was an afterthought in the scene almost. Um yeah. I uh, think that that might the only reason and I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I don't know how to do anything else um is that I think that for myself, it was entirely expected that at some point Ramsey was going to force himself on her. I mean, it, he wasn't that he's not the type of person to be able to hold up that veneer for very long. And mm -hmm. so I wasn't surprised that that was happening to me. It wasn't an afterthought. It was going to happen no matter what. The fact to me that was shocking was that he made Theon watch. That mm -hmm. was the more shocking aspect of it. It's like, it's like, you know, you th they're able to layer on that extra punch to the throat for um, for book readers and for anything like that. Although I don't know if that happened. Did that scene happen in the books? I can't well, remember. Well, in the books, what's different yeah, is that it's sense. not Sansa at all. It's a completely different character in that position. Now, what happens in the books is in some ways worse, but it's happening to a very minor secondary character rather than two senses. Okay. So um, 
I, I have no idea what they're planning on doing. And, and I really hope we get something better than last season. Last season was, there were some brutal things to get through. There were some really good things, but there were a lot of brutal things. Um, I just hope that the showrunners kind of listen to their audience in some ways. Like I don't want, I don't want fan service, but at the same time, I want them to realize that yes, this is a brutal and a gory thing, but we don't need to go everywhere. Yeah. And I don't I it's it's not exactly gore porn, but it's it's almost to that point. It's it's how much torture can we give our audience, not for a good story, but for the sake of making it horrible. Yeah. I want when you put something in there, I want to see uh good story elements. If there is a rape, it should have a reason for the story, mm-hmm. not just to make us go, oh, that's awful. Right. And I feel like that's kind of what they did. They did it to upset the fans and and get a reaction and get the media talking about it. I I I fall on both sides of it. You know, I can't talk about it, but at the same time, I don't want it, the issue to be silenced. Mm-hmm. And it's such a subjective thing for each and every person because. You know, it's not it's not rare to have been raped, sadly. It's yeah. not rare to know someone that's been raped. It's not rare to be someone that was raped and knows multiple women that have been raped or men. And it's, you know, it's just it's it's there's it's all like this gray area of pain. And my fear is always that like, you know, Grand Theft Auto glorifies it who is vilifying it and we have to make sure that the vilifying is happening so that our our children that are being brought up in this society with all kinds of crazy shows like we're we're watching this show i'm 46 almost 47 and i'm horrified at what i'm seeing to these characters that i've watched and loved what about the 16 17 18 19 year olds that are watching it are they less horrified because they've been playing Grand Theft Auto and because they've seen, you know, whatever True Blood or whatever gory show? So it's just like such a fine balance that I find, I personally find that um, it's very rarely well executed in a way that gets um, like a positive outcry because it's rape and nobody likes to be reminded of it nobody looks likes to look at their baby and think this is this is my grandson and someday we're gonna have to teach him not to do this you know we have to make sure that he learns to respect each and every life so he doesn't become someone that does this and you can't do that if you can't talk about it but if you talk about it you bring up so much pain and it's just frick i don't know i don't know what the right thing to do is and i was as horrified as possible at Sansa's rape but well, I'm that, grateful that for the conversation be it shouldn't be right. exploitive it should be you should have it there for a reason you shouldn't just do it for willy nilly yeah and, uh, I get um, that I yeah. totally get that I just you know how I, I can't remember the statistic of how often how every 20 minutes mm-hmm. or what the statistic is a mm-hmm. woman is raped you know I don't know what that statistic is so to me we should be talking about it more, but not necessarily, like yeah. you said, as gore porn on well, a freaking fantasy show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think that what we just have to hope for is if the if the producers have indicated that they want to try to, it, again, it's it's kind of like, uh, to echo what, you know, Nani and Viv said, it's, I'm not saying that the show needs to 
dumb itself down or to be more tame. Part of what's exciting about the show is that it is kind of brutal and visceral in a number of ways that uh, make it distinct from, you know, some other shows, you know, like there's power in the violence that occurs in this show because it's happening to characters we care about. It's happening in ways that are meaningful to the story. And I just hope that they can try to continue to keep that at a higher standard and, and, um, and like by and large, the show does it very well. And it's really only a handful of exceptions where we feel like they maybe missed the mark a little bit. So I think that, uh, you know, the, well, well, hopefully the scene, you know, the upcoming season will reach just that balance a little bit. Yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of give a little, um, I just a tidbit, because like I said, um, we accidentally and uh, unintentionally did a rewatch of last season. We just kind of fell into se- episode one, season five, and then laid there for the subsequent number of hours before it was suddenly, holy crap, this is episode 10. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's like be paying attention. Um, so from my rewatch of our rewatch of episode 10 today, of last season, uh, we are we have Brienne who has um, left with um, Podrick to go and find um, Stannis's army, and she is finally. This is spoiler, people. If you haven't watched season five, episode ten, shh, <laughs> this is a spoiler. Don't complain. <laughs> but you know, Brienne finally and very joylessly um, came at peace, sort of over Renly's death when she. Um, off screen killed Stannis Baratheon and and named it as such I was his rainbow guard you're found guilty I was there it was your face do you did you do this and he confessed it and then they showed her whack-a-mole and but they didn't show him after um so to me that falls under Jon Snow rules hello (laughs) if we're going to talk about Jon Snow possibly coming back which was the hot gossip since last season we got to talk about Stannis too same bloodline or something. Yeah, I, I, I think it's you know again you're you're right that in this in this show we we've established precedent within the show already that sometimes even seeing a body doesn't necessarily yeah. mean they can't come back. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. that that said, I my personal prediction is that Stannis is actually for sure dead, and right. that Jon Snow is you know even if he is dead. He's not going to be staying dead, is my He'll prediction. still be John, probably. Well, and again, but see, this is a perfect example of something that we don't know. Because yeah. the way the way that we ended with uh, with John bleeding out in the snow, yep. that's the end of the last book, too. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and then... Yeah, what's so then- too? So we've got Brienne, who we hope is feeling some peace, and we have Sansa, who just grabbed Theon's hand after they killed that one Miranda chick. Mm-hmm. Um, they jumped over the side of Winterfell and into the snow, and that's the last that we see of them. So, I mean, am I the only one that's crossing everything that I own in hoping that Sansa gets reunited with Brienne? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that would be nice to have Brand alongside. Mm. I haven't watched all of the previews, but I, I've seen some that show Sansa in almost like 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 armor. Like she's you know she's on the warpath now. She's gonna nice. 
come and set things right. So Good. that's kind of an exciting development. But again, yes. you know, it's like that's from just like a like a still in mean some, you know, thirty second trailer. Yeah. <laughs> um, just as a brief uh, note, uh, just to anyone listening, if you hear a little uh, woof and so on, <laughs> you know, that is my dog Luna who is uh, making her presence known. Um, just in case anybody hears the dog and wonders what's what's going on, what's that dog? Chooch coughs like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I've muted myself a couple of times because she's okay. So do we want to talk about like how much exposure and how much we've been reading? Because um, I can tell you right now, I haven't watched the trailer. Me either. That's I've why kept I was myself safe from it. I've tried to avoid as many spoilers. I'm okay with some casting things. Like I know there's somebody from Downton Abbey that's going to be in it, but I can't seem to find like the names of the casting without getting spoiler elements exactly. in it. So I'm trying exactly. to avoid that. And, and but I, I do know Ian McShane's that. in it. Keep doing that because there. <laughs> I've already come across one spoiler that has me like. Kind of scared. Um, but let me do a quick like where we last saw these characters yep. and then um let me announce sure, the sure. contest because I know Luna's gonna get super, super impatient. Um so we last saw Arya had her her moment with Marin Trant and it was vicious and it was vengeful. And um then she the hard thing with her, of course, is is how do you root for her at this point because she's been through so much and changed so much. And now we don't even know. I mean, the the previews are are kind of in, are leading to some ways, but you know, we know that there's at least some sort of loss of eyesight. And I think it'll be interesting to see what they do with her next season because how does she stay sane after everything she's seen and done, and now loses her eyesight? I think this is like, do we have any idea from the books without being spoilery of what kind of direction Arya is going to go in, or have we? Yeah. At that point already. So, again, with so again, without getting into the details with the books, the we do have more story in the books after this okay. point. So okay. so we do like if they go in the same direction that the books do, then yes, we do know some of that. Okay, so that's spoiler territory then. Yeah. Okay. And then we've got Jamie and Marcella who they've had this loving moment on the boat. They've just left Dorn and they had this great father-daughter moment, and then she died, you know, whoops. in his arms. What? I just said whoops because uh, oh. it was like, <laughs> oh, no, charming, heartwarming father-daughter moment. And then, oops, no, wait, he's dying. That oh, was no. so funny because I thought, oh, my Sorry. God, did I say a spoiler? No, wait, I don't know any spoilers. <laughs> I don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, it yeah. was so, I completely forgot about that scene too. So it was like a total punch in the throat. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this and was making a note. It was like, how could I forget that Marcella dies? Well, and then, and we have, and then he he's just out. out. Yeah, exactly. She's just such like the perfect little sweet little flower, you know? But, um, so she's dead now. Thanks guys. Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't know. That's the last we see of Jamie. That's the last we see of, um, uh, Braun as well. He's on the boat. Um, and then we see the last we see is Tyrion and Varys reunited. Jorah and Dario has gone have gone off together to try and find Danny off in the in the north is where she was last seen because she was swept off of off on her little, little sweet rescuing dragon <laughs> and is far far away um, and alone and can't find her way back. 
And then she gets surrounded by, I mean, did we confirm it's got to be a horde of Dothraki? That's exactly what they look yeah. like, right? I, the only thing that I wasn't sure of was the the leader of those Dothraki. Dothraki, was that supposed to be someone that we we know from before, or is he just a different call? I don't know. Yeah, and I think it I think it was clear that there was one that was a call. It was clear that there were three that seemed to be blood riders. None of them looked familiar to me. How about mm -hmm. you, Nutty? I, I couldn't tell because it was so much. But but so the fast. other thing is they've recast people that yeah. I'm not sure recognizing would actually tell us anything. Yeah, I'm going to guess that uh, some of them are the blood riders that abandoned her before. Right. But, if, yeah. you know, that's just for story purposes. It would be a little strange just to have random Dothraki that have nothing to do with uh, her tribe or her past. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. It's much more interesting just from a storytelling yeah. perspective if they know her. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have Cersei... And her um, confession to the High Sparrow that she slept with Lancel. She denied sleeping with anyone else. And uh, her shearing and washing and the Walk of Atonement. And then um, she, I don't know about you guys. You guys didn't watch it just recently. But there's this moment where I swear that you just think that Cersei is like, humbled enough to be human again. You know, like there's this flash. But then... Um, I remembered his name and then forgot it. The weird little maester. Kyburn. Kyburn greets her and then hands her this Frankenstein, Sir Gregor, you know, brought back or whatever. And he's literally there to draw, to kill her enemies. And it's like, did you guys get a sense of like where Cersei was going to go with that? It's too, I mean, I think that as soon as she's got that weapon, we can kind of expect the same kind of Cersei as before. I think my answer would have some spoilers because there's still just a few elements of that story, I think, or maybe it's in my head. I'm not sure. But I feel like we're not exactly caught up, but we're close okay. to caught up. Oh, that's interesting. What about you, Chooch? Oh, honey, your voice. She's been on such a tear lately that it's hard for me to imagine she's going to slow down now Yeah, <laughs> that she's had this huge event happen. So and I agree it, it for a while, it looked like she may have been, uh, I guess, gotten some of a lesson from it. So mm -hmm. maybe she will slow down and heal up and, and plan, but revenge is coming Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, we don't want to forget that Marjorie and Loris are still imprisoned at the right. moment. So there's a lot of moving pieces still. Because the Tyrells are definitely going to want to get them out ASAP, too. Right, right. Um, and then, of course, the last thing that we see is John at Castle Black. And he's told that there's news of his, his missing long five seasons gone um, Uncle Benjen. And he's lured out and then he's killed by his men and then the famous last scene where he's bleeding but do his eyes start to turn blue or do they start to turn purple or does this happen or does that happen and and all of the speculation but um the thing that is freshest on john's mind you can tell at the end is that you know his disappointment to ollie to drive that last that little boy to just drive that last dagger into him and so anybody want to speculate 
I mean, I think we're all kind of expecting John to be back this season in some form, yeah. right? Definitely. It's I just think, speculation. Yeah. Melisandre is right there. I know. She's right there. I and so that. is Stannis. I think that John's death is going to show us that there's different levels of life in this world. Which I Gregor think, is showing us too. Yes. I think that there is a, there is a, something missing from the books. Uh, something mm-hmm. that is from the books that is missing from the show that PG and I were very upset about. And uh, that I was, was supposed to be our about. first clue. <laughs> that was supposed to be our first clue about this and, and to lay the, the, the precedent. So when the John storyline happens, um, but I I don't think he's going to be exactly as he was. But right. I think he'll be there some way. Yeah, there. I think there's there's at least at least thinking of it from the book perspective, um, because some of these elements, as you just mentioned, haven't really fully been introduced in the show or only partially. So there's at least three distinct ways that he could mm-hmm. still stay around. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of them are just like right nearby and, yeah. you know, <laughs> are not, yeah. So I, I think it's silly to even really, uh, you know, entertain the possibility that the actor is done playing that character. Right. Um, just from a production standpoint, but how is it going to play out in the show? That's completely different because obviously even let's say he comes back through one re- one way or another, like. How does he feel about that? Does he feel like he wants to stick around up there at Castle Black after they just stabbed him? I, I'm not sure I would be feeling too good about that. But yeah. then again, coming back from the dead, maybe they're impressed now. <laughs> Stand back, y'all. <laughs> and we, I mean, the as far as the reanimation, we've got Lord Barrack, who's been, you know, brought back to life multiple times. Mm-hmm. Drogo was brought back in a sense. Yeah. Um, and... Now we've got the mountain and I don't know. I just, it seems well, like a really easy leap. You know, I guess the real question is, will he have blue eyes or brown eyes? You know what I mean? When he's walking around, yeah. that's really the only question I think that's left because yeah. it seems pretty obvious. I mean, there's too much controversy. How are they not going to bring him back at this point? They they are. I think it's silly. Right? Uh, like, you know, like I, the thing is everyone's been making a big fuss of like, well, is he dead or is he not dead? But I think the way the producers get to have it both ways is they can say, oh, he's definitely dead in the sense that they mean that the character's heart stopped and that he was going to be completely dead, except that something else happened. The Ironborn, Except that magic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Except that, yeah. Yeah. But boy, you know, it's funny because just compared to where we left characters in the books, we have Mm -hmm. John and Daenerys um, I think, and, and Cersei's close. Like, so those characters are the only ones that I think are more or less in approximately the same place that we left them in the book. Okay. Cersei's a little different, but mostly the same. Uh, there's, there's a couple of things that happened towards the end of the last book. That happened. Um, but Almost all of the other characters are completely off the map. Arya is not off the map. She is just early. She her storyline is shifted, so she is further back. 
she's she's kind of only midway through. I think, Nutty, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that where she is now is where she was left at the end of four, but before five picks her back up again. For who again? Sorry. Aria. Aria. Uh, yeah, yeah. She is definitely, yeah, she is. I think that, I think you're correct. Correct. And we've seen things that happen to her or what I think is supposed to be reflective of what happened to her in the books after where we see her now. Mm-hmm. So her her storyline's a little bit rearranged. Yeah. But, you know, we, we talk about, um, uh, God, I'm suddenly blanking on Cersei's bro- Jamie. So mm-hmm. he's a completely different spot. Um, Marcella's in a different spot. Um, I guess Bran is like Arya in the sense that he's more or less on the same track, but we haven't, but he's not as far along. And it like, you know, that's contributed by the fact that we just didn't, we got to skip him for all of the last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Jamie is completely different. Um, Tyrion is already off. He's already past where he gets by the end of that book. Uh, Jorah is in a completely different place. Varys is in a completely different place. Uh, Sansa is in a completely different place. So I guess there's our answer on whether or not they feel confident in giving us this, you know, a series ending without having George's ending. <laughs> They've made a lot of changes already. So the la- and the last thing I remember hearing is, um, and this is a total like going from my memory about something I read online six months ago, that they are expected to do eight seasons and stop. Like the eighth season will be the last. Uh, what I've heard, the most recent thing that I've heard, and admittedly I've not been following it super close, but what I think the most recent thing that they've said is, is that they're likely to have two more seasons after this one, so that would be eight, but that it's possible that seasons seven and eight would be shorter, like not ten mm. episodes per season. Hmm. Interesting. I have no idea and I don't plan on getting invested in their schedules because I'm pretty sure they'll change it depending on popularity, the way that they write and what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry sense. if you guys hear it like Luna. I, it, I don't know how much is coming through on the microphone, but she is all worked up. She's jumping around and whiffing at me. And she was so calm while we had technical difficulties too. <laughs> So real quick, <laughs> let me just say what the contest is, and then we can just talk about anything. Yep. Um, so we're doing the contest a little differently this year because none of us want to count. That's pretty much what it comes down to. So instead of doing how many this and that episode or who's going to be seen or whatever, um, everybody, every um, entry will go into like a hat or whatever. And at the end of the season, we will pull from a hat. And of course, you can have multiple entries in that hat because we're still kind of figuring it out, but it'll probably be, you'll get an entry if you leave feedback, if you attend an episode and are interactive or active in our chat, um, if you leave us a review, um, something that we can tangibly find and see, um, then that'll give you an entry. So if you're one of our 
one of our really fun viewers that comes in every week and shows up, then you would be able to be entered every week. So you'd have 10 entries at the end of the season. And at the end of the season, whoever wins that draw wins a $50 gift card. Compliments of Beyond the Wall podcast, the OG. <laughs> because there's another Beyond the Wall podcast. Didn't they pod fans no, there's yeah. one. At least there was. No, 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 no. There's one that started in like 2014, 2015, and it's yeah. about mm. a video game, one of the Game of Thrones video games, Beyond oh. the Wall Game of Thrones podcast, and it's about the video game, from what I can tell. Mm. Yeah, so. there's um, there's a couple of Beyond the Walls. Uh, you're the only one that has been going the entire run, though. Womp womp. That's <laughs> the only spoiler free. We're the best. That has been and going. And one the was actually run. about like Israel. So yeah, right. there is that one too. <laughs> Legit. I mean, they you, clearly they were there first. Um, but does anybody want to make the the my favorite random wandering meandering predictions about like what we'll see at the end of this season, or is Ooh. it so far? Because you guys have challenges that Chooch and I had last season, and that Chooch has had for several seasons. Which is, how do you decide what you know if you haven't read the books? Oh my God! How can you imagine where somebody's going to yeah. end up? So it's a harder question. Well, I'm more curious with how do you think this season will open? Yeah. Okay. Who gets the first screen? Oh, okay. So who comes? Who's the first person we see? I'm hoping it's Bran. I think Bran. See, yeah, I I echo Gucci's uh, answer just because first I think. What everyone wants to know is John, right? So they're going to deliberately take yeah, us out geez. and deny us that right away. In fact, I bet you know, we don't even um, get anything from John until the, the end of the first episode, is my guess. Um, but uh, Bran is who we haven't seen for a whole season now. So I think that, that we start. With. I agree with you. My prediction is slightly colored by the fact that I looked up the episode title. <gasps> oh. And I was going to ask you guys if you wanted to know the episode title before we did predictions. Uh So what's the name of the, what's the name of the episode? Okay. So the episode title is the red woman. Uh Although anybody want to change their vote? Nutty, what's your (laughs) vote? Well, I hope it's Bran as well. Um, So you think it'll be Bran? I hope it's Bran as well. Um, I don't, no, exactly. I think it would be too on the nose for it to be John or Melisandre. So I'm just going to go with Bran just because it's fun. And and that's what I want. Um, but I do think that we're going to see John and Melisandre in this episode. I can't imagine mm-hmm. they named it the Red Woman. Although... I'm choosing Melisandre. That's who I think they're going to choose. It could be something else. I think yeah. it's going to be... It could be some. It could be a hundred thousand other different things. It could be the <laughs> thing that I've been fearing for two seasons. Well, there is... But if I say well, that, then it spoils it. There is another Red Priestess in the book who plays a significant role that we haven't had right. in the show yet. So That's well, what I was thinking. Yeah. There was that one that... um. That was seen by Tyrion, though, when they were in Bravos. So there's, oh yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's more out there. They've let us know that there's more than one out there. So, hmm. well, M- Melisandre, she's not. Melisandre just arrived back at Castle Black, right? Yeah, she kind of was doing the uh, ride of What's shame there in? because it's kind of like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just right really of shame. I love that. screwed up 
and um, guys, I know my makeup is smeared. Ship. Um, hey guys, what's up? Uh, so uh, there was a thaw, Stannis, right? He was fine right? when right I left him. Stannis was good. All, he was good when I left him, but uh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> So the end of season, so the end of, the beginning of the episode opening. Okay. I still, I'm saying Melisandre because all y'all say in Bran. I can't have that much fiber, y'all. It's just dangerous. Um, I don't think it'll be Bran, but I hope it. So that's my vote. <laughs> yeah. And you know me, I usually choose wrong. I still want to know. Okay. So where we are right now, where does... Does anybody have a prediction for the Iron Throne? Or do you carry... I don't remember offhand what you guys voted before, but... I carry over my stuff from before. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think we have... Uh, I don't think we're going to have someone on the Iron... Well, I mean, there might be someone on the Iron Throne yeah. at the end of the season. But, I mean, I think this season is not going to be the end. Or... No, well, yeah, no, yeah. I know. I can predict that I don't think this season the Iron Throne will change hands. Hmm. I think Tommen mm. will remain on the Iron Throne for this season. I'm going to go out there, make a prediction, and I could be completely wrong, but I think I think it will remain Tommen for this season. I think that's probably likely. It there's so much going on. Yeah. That I it I think it would feel weird to have it change hands too many more times. Like not obvious who the next person would be if they're not really ready to go into the end game unless it's a case of like if the Tyrells become sort of reascendant like we, we could end up with well Marjorie's still the queen but like you know could Tommen be out of the picture and Marjorie's still around mm. I we guess we'll that just have to, to wait and see that's how they got us <laughs> I agree I would like to have Queen of Thorns come back Mm-hmm. Oh, the other thing that we, we don't want to forget that I'm excited to buy is that one of the Sand Snakes is going to supposed to go be on the council now. Although, let's see. Is that... Uh, how is that going to go? Yeah. Oh, that's not going to fly super well now that they've poisoned Marcella. <laughs> yeah, now that one of the... Po it's That's how Marcella died. One of the Sand Snakes poisoned her. Yeah. So, yeah. Or was it... Uh, I don't remember who it was. was. It? it was... It was... Uh, um, it was... Yeah, Red Viper's girlfriend. Yeah, his, his yeah. chick. Yeah, his yeah. chick. I don't. Elaria. Elaria. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely her. Yeah. So, so technically, the person who was supposed to go be on the council was not the person who poisoned Marcella. And it's also true that the you know, despite all of this, the the Lannisters don't really have a leg to stand on, especially because. The Prince of Dorne is absolutely going to have Alaria executed for doing this. And so at that point, the Lannisters still need Dorne. Mm -hmm. So despite yeah. them being really mad, it really doesn't change anything. Yeah. it's it, Well, because, and part of it, it, part of why they can use that is because, I mean, the Lannisters never, or King Robert never handed over Sir Gregor the mm. way that they wanted him for years. And so why would, yeah, they're not going to make this pretty at all. Right. Well, it's and now the problem is they, they're they not even going to, 
because Marcella's dead, they can't even have the, uh, the marriage of Marcella and uh, Tristan that was supposed to help unite the two houses. It's time to worry about Tristan. Yeah, that's so things are just not going well all over no. for the Lannisters right now. It was a very what? stupid move. What? Yeah. Poisoning Marcella? But I mean, yep. she knew that that was going to well, be her yeah. last chance. I mean, Valeria doing it was, I mean, I think her motivation was all revenge and not caring about what the long term consequences for anyone Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Yeah, so. She was on earth. Yeah, so Prince Doran um, from Doran, he, I mean, he was 100% not okay with this plan. It was yeah. not endorsed whatsoever. Um, he's thinking, like, I, I'm going to have my son marry into their family. This is going to have our houses actually finally start to work together for the first time in a long time. And now my stupid extended family is going to screw it all up. That's, you know, he's... He is very pissed, I'm sure. Yep. And I remember right, their last conversation was essentially him saying, you're on thin ice. Yeah. Watch yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I believe that he will absolutely have Valeria executed if that's not already established. Unless, of course, they do something. Who knows? They might do something where the Sand Snakes break her out and they all become a roving rogue gang. That would be gang. kind of fun. That'd be badass. Yeah. But yeah, so to be sure, though, I think the problem is going to be Cersei and Jamie are going to be furious, of course, and then Prince Doran is going to be like, I, I told her not to do it. I told her not to, and then she did it anyway. What do you want me to do? So does anybody <laughs> have any, like, big questions or big things that they want to talk about before the season starts in just what four days four days yeah. i just wanted to express how excited i am ian mcshane's gonna be on the show yes. um i do know oh. uh it was yeah. said that he it may only be one episode but i think it'll be kind of cool yeah. i think he's very funny because he doesn't care about spoiling anyone and uh <laughs> just he basically proved that immediately <laughs> yeah cussed everyone out and uh insulted them and somehow knew about my micro penis that was interesting uh but uh <laughs> having become such a deadwood fan uh mm. over these past couple of years oh my i'm God. really excited to see my chocolate and my peanut butter yeah the um <laughs> i i'm i'm super excited not only by that, but also kind of connected to that, the rumors that some of what we're going to see, we're going to see more flashbacks. This like that was one flashbacks. of the spoilers I had. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, like I, I won't get into what I think yeah. the flashbacks are going to be, although I certainly have theories. But uh, it's just interesting structurally for the show because I think the only flashbacks we've had were Cersei's prophecy. Right? Have we yep. had any other flashbacks in the whole run? Nope. And and in the books, the only like real no flashback, but it was it was Cersei dreaming it mm -hmm. was the prophecy. And in the books, uh, Martin doesn't really do flashbacks. Yeah. He'll refer to it and it's or, always somebody telling a story. Yeah. So you've got an unreliable narrator. So to actually have flashbacks in the show is kind of exciting. Well, part of what's tricky, too. Uh, that, well, so problem is there's this there's a spoilery explanation that is probably the way they're going to go to show the spoilers is my guess, uh, or to show the flashbacks. I mean, so I can't say how without the spoiler, mm -hmm. but 
I bet that's how they're going to do it. <laughs> and I'll, yeah. I'll conf- if, if and when it happens, I will confirm whether or not I was right. And the stuff that is not being talked about tonight. Yeah. But, um, any big questions for you, Chooch? Nope. <laughs> Other than why the hell didn't this sound gear work an hour and 12 minutes sooner? Okay, we, we got it. We got it there. You're the, you're the superhero. And, and I've wisely stayed on this side of the wall when I heard the thunder and the rumbling and the things being moved and the grumbling of the, of the Viking. <laughs> getting the Google. Oh, there was a hilarious moment when I went to change the USB cable and my brand new microphone and my brand new mixing headset and everything just fell off the desk and yanked the (laughs) mixing console with it. That was fun. All that new non-scratched up stuff now scratched. But now seems to work. Yay. That's what it needed. Apparently it needed that to happen. He rattled. Break it in. We are planning. Are are we planning a very brief um, reaction show on Sunday night? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So this will be in Eastern time. So -hmm. if you're on the West Coast, sorry, you'll probably be watching while we're doing stuff, or you might not have watched yet. Uh, But if you've got HBO now, you can watch it anytime. I believe, no matter where you are, you can watch. You know, you can watch at the Eastern time. Um, and so we'll, we'll just do a quick reaction then. Yep. And then we will resume with our regular schedule Wednesday nights at our new time, 8 PM, 8 PM, barring this kind of mayhem that is not going to happen again. And we should also probably announce that we will all four be at Balticon 50 this year, Memorial day weekend in Baltimore, Maryland this year, they're actually moving it from the hunt Valley to the inner harbor of Baltimore. It's a beautiful hotel. Chooch and I toured there early there, um, earlier this year. It's a huge space. We're just going to have to bind our little new media family together in this larger space, but there's a lot of, a lot to see and a lot to do there. And, um, you know, the guest of honor is kind of a big deal. <laughs> kind of a big deal. You may come just for him and not even care about us at all because it's George R.R. R. Martins and he is the guest of honor and we are all just Twitter pated and praying and hoping that we get a little brief moment with the man himself to bring you some really yummy audio goodness, video goodness maybe even. We're just maybe. still crossing our fingers and praying. <laughs> it's going to be great. Balticon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be a new media party. There'll be a BTW panel. We will have, hopefully, our new design, our new logo design by then that Chooch and, uh, Chooch and I have seen, but Christiana and Nutty have, have not seen yet. We've been working with Natalie Metzger. Ooh. And we hope you like it. Go <laughs> Yay, go yeah, exactly. Go fuzzy slug. <laughs> we heart Natalie Metzger in a big way. So does anyone have anything else that they want to announce before we close our eyes no. and wake up having seen the episode? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just put us put ourselves all in in a in suspended animation until, yep. until this time. Yeah, I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> it snuck up on me. 
I, I felt oh, like yeah. it, it seemed like it was forever in the future until all of a sudden it was just a week. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Especially because it's so much later than usual. Because huh? it it's used true. to be that it would start the first week of April. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't look it up to see, but uh, I, I will trust you. <laughs> I am going to randomly say, I hope you guys don't mind, that people can start earning extra credit entries by sending us feedback or commenting on the site or any fun thing like that that they want to do. We'll figure out the the hierarchy of entries things, but basically any way you reach out to us, it gives us a giggle and makes us happy to keep going. So that's going to be how you enter now, suckas. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. All right so, Yay. <clears throat> that's it for our little preview. I um no, I'll play this thing. I had a thing to play, but we can play it next time. Um yeah, we will see you for a reaction show Sunday night. Yeah, and save that for the reaction. <laughs> regularly scheduled Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. From there on out. We will talk to you next time. <laughs> if you have feedback for the Beyond the Wall podcast, you can email us at btw at specficmedia.com. You can also leave us a comment on the website. Go to specficmedia.com where you'll find a shiny BTW button that'll take you right to our page. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, Sharealike, 3.0, Unported License. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it. All right. There it goes. <laughs> Only an hour and 12 minutes late. Someone needs to ring the shame bell. Shame, shame. Oh my god, I just watched that episode too. Uh. Oh, okay. I gotta actually do it right because everything's working. Here's the music. <laughs>